Welcome to the latest episode of Breaking Buffalo Rumblings. Anthony Marino, happy to be here with you once again, talking everything Buffalo Bills. And here we are, right? You think of uh, what a long year this has been for for fans. And coming on week 17, the Buffalo Bills set to host the New York Jets at New Era Field. And as you go through with all of this, it's it's always kind of crazy, right? You think back the anticipation leading up to the 2019 NFL Draft, of course, and you talk about your mini camps, your OTAs, leading into training camp, with always that weird period of anticipation that we have for preseason games, and then of course leading to the regular season, where now the Buffalo Bills sit at ten and five, have the number five seed secured for the AFC in the playoffs coming up. Now, really, just the question is going to be who are they going to play and when, Uh, but they still have this Week 17 game against the New York Jets. John McDermott came out earlier this week saying that the starters would play. Uh, Of course, the question there is going to be how much will they play? If you do the math, I mean, some of the starters are going to have to play a majority of the snaps. There's only so many guys on the active roster during Week 17, but for the Buffalo Bills, it'll be interesting to see. You know, are, are we going to see anything from Tredavious White, Josh Allen, Devin Singletary, John Brown, Cole Beasley, Jordan Poyer, Micah Hyde, Tremaine Edmonds? Are these guys going to get any snaps or maybe will it be a little bit of a token start for them? So interesting as we sit at things now, right? Again, you talk about the the long year that it's been. And when I say long, I don't mean that in a bad way, right? You think as Bills fans, you finish in 2018 at 6-10. and 10, a sense of optimism and hope as you come towards the end of that season because of the play of Josh Allen. And now here we sit, the number five seed in the playoffs, anticipations that will most likely play against the Houston Texans. And uh, again, based on every matchup the Bills have had this season, right, you're thinking to yourself, okay, the defense can keep them in this game. Let's see what happens. Uh, A matchup that you might say to yourself that you like, But once again, you can't get ahead of yourself because you do have this Week 17 matchup that you just need to get through for the Bills and everything that goes with that. Now, with this being said on this podcast, I'm going to kind of veer off road a little bit here, uh, and it goes in a couple of different directions, and here's why. You know, the game against the Patriots from Saturday evening, that you've already heard all the analysis there. There's nothing new that I'm going to tell you, no breakdowns, no moral victories, nothing along those lines that you haven't already gotten almost a week since that game took place. Along the same lines, you talk about previewing the Week 17 matchup against the New York Jets. As I was just saying, I don't anticipate the starters playing very much. Uh, of course, I'll be curious to, to get a look at guys like Matt Barkley, hopefully Duke Williams, maybe a decent dose of Robert Foster, TJ Yeldon getting some runs, seeing what these guys can look like against the New York Jets defense. But I'm not going to spend too much time talking about that either because, again, there's plenty of areas where you can get some previews as to what this game looks like and kind of the information that you might want to hear from some of those matchups. But a meaningless Week 17 game for the Buffalo Bills From this standpoint, there's not a whole lot of analysis I'm going to give you to really break anything down. Uh, What I am going to reference for you today, and you saw it in the Bills links if you had a chance to look at it from Christmas Day on 1225, really talking about some mock drafts. And it's interesting, right? Here we are, end of December, 
there hasn't been a whole lot of mock draft talk around for Buffalo Bills fans. And and you think to yourself, right, when you go back to 2018 and the need for a quarterback, where are you going to look to a quarterback in 2017? Of course, having the number nine pick in 2019 and, and, and all these different years, right? We've spent a lot of time looking into mock drafts because that's what we had to look forward to. Um, that's something you can start to get excited about, those college prospects, who was out there. Really, this year, it's been a bit of an afterthought. And for myself, I enjoy a good mock draft as much as anyone. We'll go through some of them today just to give you an idea of what some of the experts have projected for the Bills, albeit very early, right? But from this standpoint, I think it gives you an idea where some of the thought process is at least early on. And again, a little bit of a different topic that we haven't hit on the channel really this week. So with that being said, I think it's something that we can take a look at. We can go through here. I'll include the uh, the link to the article that, that includes all of this information. So you can go through and, and see what these guys are posting about the bills, who their likely picks are for them at this time. Uh, right now, the anticipation is, and of course, you have to see what happens in the playoffs, but for the, the sake of these mock drafts, most of them have the Bills picking somewhere around number 24 or 25, so just keep that in mind, and we'll go through with each of that. But just as we go through these picks, because if you're like me, I put so much focus on the Buffalo Bills regular season and what takes place. I don't spend a lot of time following college football. It's not till you get towards the end of the year that you start doing more and more of your research, seeing who's available, seeing how some things look. And again, very interesting this year because the Bills will be picking uh, in the later stages of the first round. And uh, right, you think to 2019, all right, you've got the number nine pick. I'm just looking at what are the eight teams in front of us doing? You know, Do you have nine people on your big board? And that gives you enough of an idea of what this can look like or who you'd be looking for. Now, from this standpoint, right, you think to a late first round pick, uh, there'll be a lot of options for for the builds. And by by all standards, it looks like a, uh, a pretty deep class at a few positions for them. And we can talk through some of these pieces. And why don't we jump into it right now? Uh, the, the first one that I took a look at, and this comes from CBSSports.com, and you all know Chris Trapasso does a great job for them, uh, formerly of Buffalo Rumblings and, and other sites. You've been following him for years. As you go through with all these pieces at the number 25 pick, he had the Bills going wide receiver with Michael Pittman Jr. out of USC, six foot four, 220 pounds, obviously bringing some size to that receiver unit that the Bills currently lack with guys like, you know, you think of Cole Beasley, John Brown, and Isaiah McKenzie. And in many ways, right, you're talking about that wide receiver spot opposite of John Brown, Cole Beasley in the slot. A little bit of a recurring theme as we go through some of these mock drafts, but this is a, a, a name popping up really the first time that I've seen Pittman's name tied to the Bills, as I said, very early in the process. But with this, you know, coming out of USC, bringing that size element to the team, six foot four, 220, as I said, a bit of a contrast to what do the Bills have at this time. And that's Chris's pick right now at 25 and his latest mock draft. You know, a, a resource that I, I really enjoy and will bounce around a little bit here is the draftnetwork.com. And I assume many of you go to their site, you know, not just to, to read the most recent mocks, but to read write-ups on college football players. Their mock draft machine is a, a heck of a lot of fun that, you know, if you've got a couple of minutes to kill, you can run through and go through some different scenarios for your team and see how 
you know, their algorithms work and some of the players that are there. Um, at number 25, so you've got Carter Donick, who is uh, coming with his latest mock, and he's got the Bills going at defensive end, the edge out of Penn State, Yutur Gross Matos. And, you know, even he notes wide receiver is admittedly a pressing need, but with Sean McDermott's defensive background, it's hard not to give him another toy to work with here. And, you know, from this standpoint, right, you you look at you look at this prospect, right, and a disruptor off the edge. You, you hear so many of the experts, the beat writers that talk about the Bills, okay, you're not seeing as much out of Trent Murphy. He's not really living up to that contract. Will the team part ways with him? Shaq Lawson having a nice season, going to be a free agent. Is that someone they look to re-sign before free agency opens, or is he someone that's going to test the open market obviously leaving a hole at, at that standpoint. And Jerry Hughes, uh, uh, again, a disruptor off the edge for the Buffalo Bills, but this is a team that needs more from the defensive end position as far as you know, generating sacks and pressures on the quarterback. Not a bad unit that the team has at this point, but you look at the, you know, again, not just the age of Jerry Hughes, but the contract situation for Shaq Lawson and call it the underperformance from Trent Murphy, um, would not be surprised if the Bills look to go with a defensive end in the first round and seeing what they can do there. Now, of course, with all of this, we know free agency is going to come beforehand. I, 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 I've heard it all before. The mock drafts are meant to be fun. They're meant to get some names on your radar so you can start to do some analysis and see these guys. And I think it's always a good time when we do that and get an idea, you know, who might be out there and who's someone that could be a good fit for the Bills. Now, the sportingnews.com, they also went with a wide receiver, Justin Jefferson, out of LSU. Uh, a little bit of a slider frame, right, which is interesting. I think you, you hear about fans, right, clamoring for a bigger, more physical wide receiver for the team. That's why so many talk about Duke Williams every time you – Listen to WGR, questions going into the different podcasts. There's always questions about Duke Williams. And I think most, you know, he's a good story and we've seen some progress from him. Obviously, the game winning touchdown catch against the Tennessee Titans, but more so, you know, having that bigger, more physical wide receiver to complement Beasley and Brown to a lesser extent, Isaiah McKenzie. So with this, Justin Jefferson, extremely talented, but six foot two, 185 pounds obviously does not have that build of what you would think, or at least many Bills fans clamoring for again in a talented kind of bigger wide receiver. So the the write-up from the Sporting News right here, the Bills upgraded their receiving core with John Brown and Cole Beasley, but they need another complimentary outside presence. Jefferson, 6'2", 185, has emerged in LSU's passing game as a quick, efficient route runner with good hands, who also has underrated speed, has posted 88 catches for 1,207 yards and 14 touchdowns in 13 games this season. And and I think in many ways, the conversation around the wide receiver class is there's a lot of depth with this group. And you could look at it and say, all right, does that mean that the Bills will take someone in the first round? Does it mean that on their board, they might have some guys in a very similar setting that they might wait until the second round or even later to address the position? But I think, it, you know, we talk about it, you see a theme developing You've got a lot of guys that are talented and what they can do uh, coming out of the college ranks this year. Justin Jefferson from LSU, another name to definitely keep an eye on. Now, the last two mock drafts that I'll take a look at, 
Both come from the draftnetwork.com. The first from Trevor Sikama. Again, one of these guys does a great job, great analysis. He also has the Bills going with the defensive end. This time, Terrell Lewis, the edge out of Alabama. And really what he says, he, you know, Lewis, if you're not familiar with him, he's been out of college football due to an injury for a few years. But now that he's back on the field, he looks like the real deal. And you think of the pedigree of players that come out of Alabama, you know, from that standpoint, somebody in the late first round that can be a disruptor can, you know, really help off the edge. We talked about it before. Terrell Lewis from Alabama, another name for you to keep an eye on. The last one I want to highlight today comes from Joe Marino. And Bills fans, you all know Joe from the Locked On Bills podcast. He has been on this show before. He's had a number of our hosts appear on, on his podcast as well. And, and Joe is one of those most trusted names, not just when it comes to kind of the Bills analysis, but also of the NFL draft. So I saved his for last because I really look at it and, and I always appreciate his perspective, who he has an eye on when it comes to the draft. And with the first round pick for the Bills, he had them going with LaVisca Chenault Jr., the wide receiver out of Colorado. I think this is going to be a very popular name in circles, at least when it comes to the Buffalo Bills. You saw him mocked by Todd McShay in ESPN.com's most recent mock draft. And let me just read to you what Joe wrote here, because uh, again, just one of those guys you know and trust when it comes to his analysis. So let me give it to you. Um, LaVisca Chenault is exactly the type of weapon that makes sense for Buffalo to add around Josh Allen. Chenault brings size, speed, and physicality to the Bills receiver core, which mostly features smaller and quicker targets. It will make him a threat at every level. John Brown, Cole Beasley, and Chenault would give Allen a complete group of wide receivers to move forward with. And when you talk about this, right, you think about Josh Allen, who will be going into his third year. Um, Brown and Beasley, fantastic, lacking a little bit from that third spot, although we see good you know, pockets of production from Isaiah McKenzie and what he brings to the team. But the ability to bring that size to the wide receiver group, someone like Chenault, again, a popular name that is out there, a deep wide receiver class, but a guy that the personally right right now i think it's early enough that, that he is a name once you get into interviews and testing that his his stock is going to start to rise that you will see him creeping up on draft boards but right now if he were to come to the bills at the number 25th overall pick could be a great fit as a number of these names so as i said to you before i realize it's a little bit early to start talking about mock drafts at least based on the fact that the regular season is not over the bills are in the playoffs but as we were going through with it it's like listen I i'm done talking about the patriots game from saturday night there's not much to say about the game against the new york jets on sunday so let's just have a little bit of fun and try to highlight some of these mock drafts where we can, because I think it's something that as we get through these next few weeks, we get through the playoffs, see where the Bills may end up. Who knows, maybe even in the Super Bowl, if you're feeling optimistic, then we can start to shift to things like, you know, the, the Senior Bowl games, those events that take place, looking forward to the Combine coming up in February and of course, then the lead up to the NFL draft. So, you know, as we get through the re the regular season, you'll see a lot of great draft coverage coming from the team at buffalorumblings.com. Always appreciate you guys following us here. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. We've got great shows for you. Believe, Breaking Buffalo Rumblings, Buffalo Rumblings Q&A, Mafia Mavens, Circling the Wagons, Blitz Bills, Nick and Nolan. We've got something for everybody each and every week. So we always appreciate you guys tuning in. It's always a good time to talk Buffalo Bills with you. And again, right, 
the week 17 matchup with the New York Jets, not to gloss over it. From my perspective, it's just get those starters off the field as quickly as you can. Um, if Josh Allen plays a series, maybe does a couple of handoffs, gets out some quick passes, I'm fine with that, but I don't need to see much from him. Cole Beasley, John Brown, Trey White, Micah Hyde, Jordan Poyer, Tremaine Edmonds. Um, honestly, from that standpoint, those guys can play as little as they need to on Sunday. I know for some fans, it's always tough, right? You, you're maybe a season ticket holder. You bought these tickets early in the season with anticipation that the game might mean something. And now you're in a situation where these guys might not be playing much at all. But from my perspective, and I think for any fan that's made an investment in this team, you just you'd like to see your your squad as healthy as possible heading into the playoffs that first weekend in January. And that's the primary goal right now. So as always, again, thank you guys for tuning in to Breaking Buffalo Rumblings. Make sure you hit me up on Twitter at Anthemarino. Always in the comments section here at BuffaloRumblings.com. I'll be back with you next week. And as always, go Bill.